Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of the Coach's Edge, and we're talking exit meetings or end-of-season meetings with your players. And we just had a our recent Coach's Edge meeting this past Sunday on this particular topic, and it was a great meeting. And it was a great meeting because some of the members that we had jump in were coming from different places. Some were using their end-of-season meeting to give more of an evaluation to the players. Other coaches were using it to get more feedback from the players as far as what they can do as, as a program, as coaches to do better. Uh, and then other coaches didn't really have an exit meeting. And so in this episode, I'm excited to share with you real quickly some of the things that we talked about in our meeting, some of the common questions that coaches like to use with the hopes that uh, this can be something that you use with your program, whether you're a varsity coach or not. Um, I think that there's tremendous value in this, even for an eighth grade coach, a freshman coach, a JV coach. And, you know, the more we can continue to foster positive communication with, with others, we're setting them up for success. We're not only setting them up for success from a basketball standpoint, but I think these meetings are essential because we're preparing them for the world. We're preparing them for the different times when they're going to have a college professor or a job someday and they need to meet with, with the manager or a boss. And someday some of them are, are, are going to be the ones in charge of some of those meetings. And so the more that they can be in that type of environment and get used to uh, some constructive criticism, uh, being able to handle uh, some praise and to be able to give advice to coaches and as well as receive it goes a long way for, for our kids. And that's what we're trying to do as coaches. We're trying to build a better team, better players, better program, uh, but we're trying to build better people most importantly. And uh, I think some of these conversations can go a long way and there's no one size fits all. There is no, this is the correct way. And these other ways are, are wrong. Uh, I'll start with some of my own experiences as a, as a high school player, we didn't really have exit meetings. Now I say that because we had a lot of meetings and they were usually with, with our head coach. He was also the athletic director at our school. So I saw him a lot, um, saw him every day. And so, although we didn't have an official end of season meeting, communication with him was pretty constant. Now I'll be honest. And I, I say this humbly, I was the best player on our high school team. So it probably made more sense for him to be communicating with me more often than, you know, the ninth or 10th player uh, that isn't going to get a whole lot of time. But regardless, we didn't have an official end of season type meeting, but our coach was in constant contact, just here and there, little conversations. Sometimes it meant getting called down to the office during school hours uh, to talk a little basketball, which I always appreciate to get out of class for uh, a few minutes here and there. Uh, was always nice to talk some hoop. And, um, you know, the one thing I'll say about my high school coach, Coach Gainforth, was, you know, it, it wasn't just him giving me information and his thoughts. He was asking for my thoughts as well. Um, and especially at that age, I wasn't much of a talker. And so he was always trying to get me to speak more and share my thoughts more. And um, although I wish I was a little more vocal back then, having those meetings with him did me a lot of good because little by little it helped, you know, get me out of my shell into a person that, that does talk more, talks more when 
you know, meeting with coaches, talks more, shoot, we have a podcast, obviously, um, and somebody who, who does speaking and, and teaching the game for, for a living. So um, this was definitely not my strong suit at all growing up. And again, going back to the beginning, being in these type of meetings, it's bigger than basketball. And you're really teaching your players how to communicate like adults, communicate with maturity. And uh, that goes a really long way. So a few of the questions that we had with our coaches, um, and let's go with some of the coaches who were trying to get information first. So if you are meeting with a player who has graduated, a couple things that you might want to ask them. What advice would you give a player entering this program? Or what advice would you give yourself as you were coming into this program as a freshman? Tell me, what were some of your fondest memories playing basketball in this program? What were some of the worst? If you could go back and do something differently throughout your high school career, what would that be? The point is advice, feedback, it matters. And I think if we can frame some of these meetings as advice, it puts the people that we're meeting with a little bit more on our side and say, hey, we're on the same team. We're trying to do this together. We want to be better together. Or you say, hey, do you have feedback? It seems like that term, people just end up like picking you apart and they take all the negatives. And that may not be the real, the truth in the sense that there's a lot more to it um, so, so I think taking it, it, asking for advice instead of feedback, just that little word change has some great benefit as well. So as you have these end of the season meetings, you, you're meeting with your seniors who are never going to play for you again. And you're really searching for information that can help better that next generation. And you're having some of those conversations with them, just saying how much you appreciate the time, the sacrifice that they've given to be a part of the program. Then you have your other end of season meetings which is with your returning players. Again, if you're looking for feedback, here's some things that you can ask them about. What do you think you excel in? What are some things that are weaknesses or things that you're struggling with in your individual game? And what are you focused on and willing to improve this offseason? And we've talked about this in our Coach's Edge meeting. There's a difference between wanting to improve at something and willing to improve at something. You can want anything in the world. Doesn't mean you're going to get it. What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to do? What are you willing to take care of each day when, yeah, we're motivated now because the season just finished and we're seeing some other teams that we played against make a run or have postseason success. But are you going to be willing to put in the work when it's July? Are you gonna be willing to show up for those four player workouts at 6 a.m. or 6.30 a.m., whatever it is, before school starts? That's the true test. That's the real question right there. What are you willing to do? Now, when it comes to our returning players, we can also ask some of the questions that we've asked to our graduating players. What's it like being a part of this program? And what is it like being coached by me. 
I think those are two of my favorite questions to ask players. Um, even in player development, that's something that I ask some of our players, but it's honestly, it's something that I need to ask more often with some of the players that have attended a lot of our events and our, our camps and that we've trained for years and years and asking them, you know, what's it like? What, what is your experience like? Two other really good questions that go hand in hand when it, and this could be practice, this could be game day, but what's something you wish we did more? What's something that you wish we did less? And I think there's a lot of value in that. And we may get answers all over the place. You know, some one player might say, hey, man, I wish I wish you watched more game film, you know, and another player might say, man, I wish we did, you know, more of a three on two transition fast break. Jump, right. You might be surprised at what you uh, the responses that some of you get. Also asking them, what do you think we need to do more? And I think this is a great question because it allows the player to put their coaching hat on a little bit. And they're able to look at that specific team and the program and say, you know what, it's not so much what I like and don't like, but what, what are our needs? What's gonna allow us to grow the most as a program? And so asking him that question, what do you think we need to do as a program, as a team, so that we can be better down the road? And then a couple more questions that I think have a lot of value are, what do you think you're going to focus on for this offseason as far as setting some controlled goals, right? You've probably heard the, the term control the controllables. Most things in life are out of our control. And a lot of times we set goals that are also out of our control. Right, getting an award. Well, you can do the best that you can, but if someone else is voting on the award, it really doesn't matter a whole lot that you set that goal for yourself. What are the controlled goals that you have to be the best that you can be? That could be getting a certain amount of shots up throughout the course of the summer or in the spring. That could be making sure you're doing a, a certain amount of you know, the voluntary workouts. That could mean making sure you want to get stronger, you want to get more athletic, how you're dedicating yourself into the weight room. But can you, you know, we talked about willing and wanting, right? And so controlling those controllables means this is what you are willing to do. You put it down and you say, you know what? If I do this throughout the course of the season, I don't hope I'm going to get better. I know I'm going to get better. I know I'm going to be a better player. I know our team is going to be better because I'm doing these things on a consistent basis, controlling the controllables, the things that I know are going to make me a better team and make our program better. That's huge. So with a lot of these questions that we've talked about so far, it's really about gaining information from our players and to letting them know how much we value them, letting them know how much we care about them. That's huge. So we're getting advice. We're letting them know we care. We, we want to know what their thoughts are. That's huge. Now for our returning players, there's also some form of an evaluation process that can happen during these end of season meetings. And so some coaches are super detailed, super specific. Coach Pillar, who is on, um, one of our Coach's Edge members in, in Pennsylvania, is a very detailed checklist 
of an evaluation process that he gives to every single one of his players. Other coaches, it may be uh, a few specific things that you want to give them feedback on, advice on, so that they understand if you want to play more next season, if you want a bigger role, if we want better results next season, as a coach, here are the two or three things that I know you need to work on consistently in order for us to get done what we want to get done. So there's numerous ways that, that we can do it. As I mentioned with, with Coach Pillar, like he's, you know, he's got a detailed checklist from shooting form to attackability, passing, ball handling, individual defense, team defense, and some of those intangibles, right? That, the attitude, the effort, uh, how you communicate, understanding, are, are, are you selfish? What's, what's the, you know, he's tell a lot about shot selection with, with players as far as their basketball IQ, if, if they're a little selfish with the types of shots that they take. And so breaking down some of those characteristics in your eval of them at the end of the season has a lot of value as well. So as you go through these exit meetings, it's really important for us to get our advice from our players, make sure that you're on the same page heading into the off season and touch base for a few of those players that you may think be, might be on the fence. Maybe the season didn't go quite how they wanted and you might want to nip some things in the, in the bud before it really gets to the point where things can get worse before they get better. So you plan on playing basketball next year? You may have to ask that basic question to a few of your players that you're really not sure of. Things didn't go quite the way that they had hoped. You get have the role that they hope they might have had. You plan on playing basketball next year? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. It's something to, something to think about, right? And if you are planning on playing basketball next year, here's that range of what I can see you doing next year, right? You're not handcuffing your player. You're not putting a ceiling on them. You're saying this, this is a general range of vision for what I see your role might be next year. Uh, but it's going to take a lot of hard work. It's going to take a lot of time, effort, sacrifice, and you need to understand if you're not willing to do those things, that's okay, right? But, you know, save yourself some time, save that player some time, and everybody a little bit of a headache by having some of those what might be difficult conversations right away. Now, that's also understanding things change. A player may go through summer basketball and then see the writing on the wall and say, ah, okay. I'm not actually going to play. I'm not actually in the rotation a whole lot. And then maybe that's when they decide not to go out for the team next year. That happens. That's normal. You're not going to, you know, take care of every situation as soon as the season season ends. So I hope that gives you a few ideas for some of the conversations that you can have with your players. I really think of it as, as three different end of season conversation types that you can have. You got your seniors who are graduating you know, I'm really valuing them and I'm trying to get as much information as I can from them so that I can be a better coach moving forward with the next group. For the players that are returning, it's really two different things. It's again, getting their advice, getting as much information as we can, their thoughts for what they need to work on, how they're feeling of being on the team and being in the program, combined with an opportunity for you to have a conversation with them and let them know, here's some things that we need to improve on. 
here's some some things that it's going to take to have a bigger role on the team. And then we can go from there as far as starting to put together the offseason, whether that um, you're a team that has a lot of multi-sport athletes, so you're not getting them a whole lot until maybe June basketball starts, or you have some players that are, you know, into the AAU scene, you're able to get some, you know, some spring workouts in, in with them as far as getting some shots up, some early morning workouts, whatever that might might look like. So that's a little end of year, end of season meeting conversation that you can have with your players. Um, these don't have to be long. They really don't have to be long. It may seem like a lot, um, but if you're able to put together maybe a, a little paper for them to, to have ahead of time in, you know, some coaches want their players to write it down. I don't even know if you need to go that far. It, it definitely helps if you want to save some of those documents, but give them a handful of questions or topics ahead of time, just so they know kind of what's coming into that meeting and having those conversations not too far down the road. Yeah, you need a little bit of time to reflect, but if you start waiting like a month or two to have these meetings, it's, it's too late. They're going to have forgotten some of those initial feelings on what was really, really important to them when they were in the moment and felt like that season finished. So I would encourage you to have those conversations, even if it's just five minute conversation. Five minutes is, is a lot better than nothing. And it's not always about how much time we have with each of those players, as much as the quality of that time and letting them know that they're valued, letting them know that we care about them, letting them know that we have their best interest in, in mind at the same time. Uh, this is a team game. And uh, the emphasis on, is on how can we be the best as a team? And that also could involve some difficult conversations from the individual standpoint. And um, those are tough conversations, but ones that we need to have. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope that you found this beneficial. If you did, leave a positive rating, leave a, a review. You can leave a review on podcasts. You don't just have to hit the, the five-star button or whatever it is. You can leave a, a review and let, some, let us know, everybody else know, hey, we like this podcast. That would be huge for the Coach's Edge podcast. We are launching the Coach's Edge next month approximately April 20th, we'll launch the Coach's Edge and we look forward to welcoming a variety and a handful of new members from around the nation, around the country into our coachesedge.coach membership. Exciting times as we dig into what is now the, the postseason and the off season. And we really start to do some planning and some development. A couple of things we're working on, working on a two, three zone offense course. We're working on an individual and team defense presentations. We are working on a coach's guide. This is probably the biggest one for me as far as being able to put a guide down that you'd be able to give to your coaching staff. It's kind of your pillars of play, your beliefs from an offensive standpoint, defensive standpoint, skill development standpoint, how practices should look. This is something if you're hiring, you could give to other coaches. It's something you give to your junior high coaches as far as the development that you, that you want to have. And, you know, I got about six pages down of this, this coaching guide that I've been working on. And the cool thing is like every year it changes because your players are going to change as well. So you have this document for say 21, 22, but when 22, 23 season comes around, you know, look at this guide and there may be some pillars that are the same, but there might be some things that you're doing differently each and every year. And I think it has tremendous value, which is why I'm so fired up to share it with our coaches edge members. 
And on top of that, we're doing a ton of shooting content and resources for our Coaches Edge members. I think we have three or four new uh, PDF documents as far as off-season workouts. We're recording a bunch of new shooting videos for our Coaches Edge members. And then we have like a half hour presentation that I just keep tweaking and working on as far as um, nothing is an overall, you know, perfect guide to shooting the basketball, but it's something I'm certainly passionate about. And it's something we're going to take a deep dive into this spring before summer hits, because uh, we want our players shooting the lights out uh, this this offseason so they can really be a step above a lot of the other programs that are in our membership as you get into next year. So thanks for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. We certainly appreciate you. Uh, no matter where you are, what you're doing, keep up the good work. Keep making a positive impact on the lives of others. Thanks again and get after today.